Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. I'm Sean. Website can be found at scriptureandprophecy.com. That's where you go to find the archives. That's where you go to support this mission of truth. This morning, we are looking to start our week with some wisdom, some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We're going to be reading Psalm 47, 48, and 49, along with Proverbs 29. Now, the Psalms are three short Psalms that we're going to read, and they're kind of addressed as a Psalm for the sons of Korah, and they're Psalms of praise, and they're filled with some really deep truths about God. And I tell you, in a world where seemingly we're surrounded by darkness on every side, and maybe the walls of darkness seem to be enclosing, it's important to understand these truths and how God feels about his own people, how he protects his people, And sometimes we need the reminder that God is the one on the throne. Right? And so I think we're going to get that from the Psalms today. So, with that backdrop, let's take a look. Starting with Psalm 47, which is only nine verses. So open up your hearts and listen closely. Psalm 47, verse 1. O clap your hands. All ye people, shout unto God with the voice of triumph. For the Lord Most High is terrible. He is a great king over all the earth. Now please note, the first thing uh, before we move forward here that we kind of want to look at is, number one, that psalmist says, clap your hands, all you people, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Remembering that he, uh, you know, whatever the war is, God has already won it. He's already triumphant. And it says here in verse 2, for the Lord most high is terrible. And it's really not a bad translation. What that word terrible means is the Hebrew word Yah-Ra, and it means to fear, to be afraid, or to stand in awe of, or to have a fear, a reverence, an honor, a respect. So we should shout unto God because he's triumphant. He is the Lord Most High who is feared. He's a great king over all the earth. Verse 3, he shall subdue the people under us and the nations under our feet. He shall choose our inheritance for us, the excellency of Jacob, whom he loved. Selah. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises unto our king, sing praises. For God is the king of all the earth. Sing ye praises with understanding. God reigneth over the heathen. God sitteth upon the throne of his holiness. The princes of the people are gathered together, even the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong unto God. He is greatly exalted. 
so that's Psalm 47, only nine verses. But there's a lot there for to think about, right? It, it says, God reigneth over the heathen. God, God is not just the God of his people. He's, he's king of all earth. And even the heathen, whether they acknowledge it or not, even the heathen are under his foot. Let's move on to Psalm 48 here, continuing a song for the sons of Korah. Verse 1, Great is the Lord, and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Beautiful for situation, the joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion, on the sides of the north, the city of the great king. God is known in her palace for a refuge. For lo, the kings were assembled, they passed by together. They saw it, and so they marveled. They were troubled and hasted away. Fear took hold upon there, and pain as a woman in travail. Thou breakest the ships of Tarshish with an east wind. As we have heard, so we have seen in the city of the Lord of hosts, in the city of our God, God will establish it forever. Selah. We have thought of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. According to thy name, O God, so is the praise unto the ends of the earth. In thy right hand is full of righteousness. Let Mount Zion rejoice. Let the daughters of Judah be glad because of thy judgments. Walk about Zion and go round about her. Tell the towers thereof. Mark ye her bulwarks. Consider her palaces, that you may tell it to the generation following. For this God is our God forever and ever, and he will be our guide even unto death. Psalm 49, a psalm of the sons of Korah. Hear this, all ye people, give ear, all you inhabitants of the world both low and high, rich and poor together. My mouth shall speak wisdom, and the meditation of my heart shall be of understanding. I will incline my ear to a parable. I will open my dark saying upon the harp. Wherefore should I fear in the days of evil, when the iniquity of, the, of my heel shall compass me about? Please note, What's the psalmist saying here? He's saying, why should I be afraid in the days of evil? When literally iniquity shall compass me about. So I'm surrounded by wickedness and evil. This is a day of evil. But I have no reason to be afraid. Verse 6, they that trust in their wealth and boast themselves in the multitude of their riches. None of them can by any means redeem his brother, nor give to God a ransom for him. For the redemption of their soul is precious, and it ceases forever. That he should still live forever, and not see corruption. For he seeth that the wise men die, likewise the fool and the brutish person perish, and leave their wealth to others. Their inward thought is that their house shall continue forever, 
and their dwelling places to all generations, they call their lands after their own names. Nevertheless, man being in honor abideth not, he is like the beasts that perish. Their way is their folly, yet their posterity approve their saying. Selah. Like sheep they are laid in the grave. Death shall feed on them, and the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. And their beauty shall consume in the graves from their dwelling. Please note. So he says, I'm not going to be afraid in the day of the evil, in the day of evil, even though iniquity surrounds me. These people think and trust in their wealth and their riches. And they think that they think in their minds, it says, their inward thought is that their legacy, their house is going to continue forever. But they're like the beast of the field that perish. And like sheep, they are laid in the grave and death shall feed on them. And what happens? What's the, what inevitably always takes place? Then the upright shall have dominion over them in the morning. So it's like your, your power and your authority is short-lived. Because just like any other creature, you're going to go to the dust. And then the righteous will have dominion. And beauty shall consume the grave from their dwelling. Just a few more verses here. Verse 15, But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave, for he shall receive me, Selah. You see, there was arguments in Jesus' day about whether or not there was a resurrection. Even though Jesus, or even even though David clearly believed in one. And then what's the psalmist say here? But God will redeem my soul from the power of the grave. For he shall receive me. So the psalmist is saying, regardless of what happens, we all go to the dust. But me, those who trust in God, will, will be redeemed out of the grave. That's not the end for us. Verse 16, Be not thou afraid when one is made rich, when the glory of his house is increased. For when he dieth, he shall carry nothing away. His glory shall not descend after him. Though while he lived, he blessed his soul, and men will praise thee when thou doest well to thyself. He shall go to the generation of his fathers, they shall never see light. Man that is in honor, and understandeth not, is like a beast that perish. And that, my friends, is the end of our psalms for this morning. Let's move on and see if we can get some wisdom from Proverbs 29. It's a continuation of warnings and instructions. Let's have a look. Proverbs 29, verse 1. He that being often reproved hardened... He that be he that being often reproved hardeneth his neck, shall suddenly be destroyed, and that without remedy. When the righteous are in authority, the people rejoice, but when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. How true is that statement? Is that not what we're experiencing right now? We should be mourning, because we're being ruled by devils. When the righteous are in authority, people rejoice because there's prosperity, there's freedom, there's goodness. 
But when the wicked beareth rule, the people mourn. Verse 3. Whoso loveth wisdom rejoice his father, but he that keepeth company with harlots spendeth his substance. The king by judgment establishes the land, but he that receiveth gifts overthroweth it. A man that flattereth his neighbor spreadeth a net for his feet. In the transgression of evil men there is a snare, but the righteous doth sing and rejoice. The righteous considereth the cause of the poor, but the wicked regardeth not to know it. Scornful men bring a city into a snare, but wise men turn away wrath. If a wise man contendeth with a foolish man, whether he rage or laugh, there is no rest. When you're dealing with somebody who's a fool, there's just no end, right? Like you can't reason with them. Verse 10, the bloodthirsty hate the upright, but the just seek his soul. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in the keepeth it in till afterwards. In other words, a a, a fool can just they run their mouths, right? If a ruler hearken to lies, all his servants are wicked. The poor and the deceitful man meet together. The Lord lighteneth both their eyes. The king that faithfully, faithfully judges the poor, his throne shall be established forever. The rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself bringeth his mother to shame. When the wicked are multiplied, transgression increases, but the righteous shall see their fall. Did you catch that? Again, this should be speaking to us deeply right now. Are the wicked multiplied in our day? Absolutely. Beyond our belief at times. What does this say? When the wicked are multiplied, there's two points that this verse 16 is making. When the wicked are multiplied, here's the first, first point, transgression increases, right? Which we see. The wicked have multiplied, and now sin has increased beyond what many of us thought was even possible. But there's two things. So the wicked multiply, and transgressions increases, but, here's the second point, the righteous shall see their fall. One thing I've kept saying for a long time is, these people are going to fall into their own nets. The ditches that they dug for us will be their graves. We're going to see some tough times. We're going to probably see the complete fallout of these institutions. But the righteous will watch these godless, demonic, murderers, thieves, liars, God-haters, we're going to watch them fall. Continuing on. Verse 17. Correct thy son, and he shall give thee rest. Yea, he shall delight unto thy soul. 
That's two verses in the last three talking about you need to discipline your children. The first one was verse 15 that says the rod and reproof give wisdom, but a child left to himself, meaning, well, the child decides whatever makes the child happy will bringeth his mother to shame. Verse 18, where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. A servant will not be corrected by words, for though he understand, he will not answer. Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words? In other words, they're, they're quick to speak. There is more hope of a fool than him. Listen, if you can't control your mouth, you're going to cause yourself some trouble. That's in, that truth is in almost every single proverb we read. At least once there'll be a verse that's about watch what comes out of your mouth. Foolish people run their mouths. Wise people keep their mouth closed. Verse 20, Seest thou a man that is hasty in his words, there is more hope of a fool than him. Verse 21, He that delicately bring up his servant from a child shall have him become his son at the length. An angry man stirreth up strife, and a furious man aboundeth in transgression. A man's pride shall bring him low, but honor shall uphold the humble in spirit. Whoso is a partner with a thief hateth his own soul. He heareth cursing, and he bewrayeth it not. The fear of man bringeth a snare, but those who putteth his trust in the Lord shall be safe. Many seek the ruler's favor, but every man's judgment cometh from the Lord. An unjust man is an abomination to the just, and he that is upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. That's the last verse here, but let me read it again. This truth is painfully obvious in the world we're living in. An unjust man is an abomination to the just, right? But likewise, an upright in the way is an abomination to the wicked. You've seen it. We've all seen it, right? The wicked hate righteousness. They hate those that say, no, murdering babies is bad. No, teaching sexual perversion to children is bad. It's an abomination to them. They hate it. How dare we, right? Well, there you go, my friends. There's some wisdom and some encouragement for you to start your week from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. Just another deep reminder. God is in control. These wicked and evil people, they, they won't live forever. They're going into the grave like every wicked and evil person before them. Likewise, we're all going into the grave, but we have a hope. That for us, the grave isn't the end almost like it's the beginning because it's the beginning of eternity for us I believe that we're going to see some really rough and difficult times but I believe also that like the scriptures talk about over and over we will watch these people fall into their own traps into their own snares the righteous will inherit the earth the wicked will perish Thanks for listening this morning, my friends. 
I pray that you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.